Good morning, everyone. Inside Out Man is back again. So uh, we're on part 13 now of our series, How Are You Feeling? And uh, here's the thing. This series will keep going until everybody in the room answers this question with their arm up in the room. Who's watching Inside Out? We've got a long way to go. So part 13, who knows how long this is going to take. But um, I thought that I would start today. I was so inspired by Sean's music quiz the other week. Um, Anyone else enjoy that? So I thought we'd have another one today. So I've called this quiz... um, I haven't called it anything, actually, so let's have a name. Uh, Guess the phobia. Um, So the way this is going to work is, well, there's two ways. Either you can guess what the phobia is, or if you've got the phobia, you can stand up. (laughs) Now, let's go with the first option. Guess the phobia. Okay, so here's the first one. Acrophobia. I should have said there's, uh, there's prizes today. It's not spiders. Anyone? Going up high, anyone? Heights, there we go. I hope this is right. Right, okay, next one. Uh, Glossophobia. Glossophobia. Painting, shiny things, no. I've not heard the right answer yet. If, If you've got this phobia, you wouldn't want to be where I am right now. Public speaking, well done, young man. Um... I don't really want to like launch it that far, but uh, somebody can. There we go. Or oh, diving catch next time. Oh, right. Next one. Uh, here we go. Arachnophobia. Oh. I have no idea who said that first. Let's try it one more time, okay? Pretend we've not done it. I've not said it yet. I've not said it yet. Right. Here we go. I, I haven't said it yet. Uh, arachnophobia. I'm really torn now because I definitely heard somebody over there, but I'm not going to launch it over there. But uh, sure, make it, make it, make it over there somewhere. Uh, okay, nomophobia. Nomophobia. No. I think a. I think a lot of people in this room will have this phobia and not realise it. Anyone? No. Do you know what? It's not the right answer, but have a chocolate bar anyway. It is the fear of being without your phone. Yeah. Okay, here comes the next one. Hippopotamonstrosescipedelophobia. Young man, nailed it. The fear of long words. Well done. I thought somebody was going to say the fear of hippos, but he knew it. Okay, and then the last one in this week's quiz, phobophobia. I think I heard it first down here. There you go, young man. Fear of phobias. So that's it for uh, this week's episode of Guess the Fear. And uh, I'm going to invite the band back now. No, we're not. And we're in a series at the moment which is all about exploring different uh, emotions and feelings and learning together how to process our emotions and feelings in a healthy way um, with God. And uh, today we're going to look at um, two kind of minor emotions and feelings really, which is fear and anxiety. Um, 
of course, not very minor emotions. And uh, we're going to explore these two emotions together because I think that these are emotions that many of us can feel at the same time. And uh, oftentimes, even though I think they're very kind of relatable emotions, they're, they're sort of very similar in many ways, I think oftentimes we actually get them confused as well. Um, but there's not going to be enough time to look at these just together in one session. So in a few weeks' time, we're going to look at it again, which means that we are going to come back to guess the phobia. So don't worry, um, we'll be back with more of that. Um, but here's a, a kind of an attempt, I guess, just to define and explain how these two different feelings and emotions are different. So fear comes from a clear and a present danger. Fear comes from a clear and present danger. And anxiety comes from the anticipation of an unspecified threat. So fear comes from a clear and present danger, and anxiety comes from an unspecified threat. Let me give you an example. So just take a moment with me and do some visualization. If, you, if it helps, just close your eyes. That's okay to do. So if you want to close your eyes, close your eyes. And just imagine with me right now that you're in a rainforest. Are you there? Can you kind of feel the, the rain, I guess, in a rainforest? Um, I don't know what else you feel really in a rainforest. The heat, I guess. Um, the forest. Can you feel the forest? Reach out. Come on, reach out with me. Grab those leaves. And uh, Anyway. Now... Now what I want you to imagine is that a Bengal tiger has just jumped out in front of you. Very good. Very good. Oh dear. It's just jumped out in front of you. Now, fear will cause you to have a few different responses to this. You can open your eyes now. You don't have to reach out anymore. But fear is going to cause you to have a few different responses. One of the responses might be that you just leg it. That's called flight. Another response that you might have to this tiger in front of you could be to attempt to fight your way out of this forest. Anyone think they might fight the tiger? You're trying to be brave, I think, but I don't think you would. Um, anyway, you might freeze in the moment. Anyone think they might just freeze when faced with this tiger? Or maybe you'll do the other um, F word, which is fawn. Fawn. Now, fawn just means that you might try and talk this tiger down, which I promise you isn't going to work very well. I don't think that's a good idea. Now, um, imagine that you are going to Delamere Forest later today. Anyone on the way to Delamere today? Uh, you don't have to put your hand up, actually. You can tell everyone where you're going. But um, imagine you're going to Delamere Forest later today. Now, because of what we've just talked about, you might now suddenly be filled with this worry, this anxiety that when you get to Delamere and you're walking through the forest, this tiger's going to jump out in front of you. Like maybe because of what I've been talking about and then suddenly your mind just begins to run away with these fears, these anxieties and you're thinking, well, what if a tiger has escaped from Chester Zoo and made its way to Delamere? And so suddenly you are gripped with this anxiety and that might express itself in, in different ways and you, you panic. That's the difference today between fear and anxiety. One is something that is very clear and present. The tiger is in front of you. The other is something that is an unspecified threat. That unspecified threat could be related to a past trauma, something that you've been through, which then causes you to feel 
anxious. Obviously, what I didn't want to do today is create any fear or anxiety in anyone. So if you are off to Delamere, um, I'm sure, well, just check the news first in case um, anything happened at Chester Zoo. Um, but both fear and anxiety, they can often result in uh, phobias, in social anxiety, in panic attacks, in uh, breathing and heart problems. It could be like tightness in your chest, uh, feeling detached from reality, unable to focus, a lack of emotional control, a sense of doom, um, catastrophizing. I mean, when I first read about catastrophizing many years ago and realized it's something I do, which is where like a situation goes from like down here, just really calm to suddenly like the extreme is happening in your mind as you get really worried about something could lead to isolation, um, a range of other symptoms and outcomes. But the great thing for us today is if you're feeling in that place right now, or you ever have done, or you, you probably will do at some point, the Bible has so much to say to us about these two um, emotions. But before we do that, I just want to give a, a, a quick example from my own life of a time when I experienced both fear and anxiety. Last September, I was due to have an operation um, for my, for, for, I had not just one hernia, but um, three hernias, like buy one, get two free, I guess. And uh, I was due to go in and have an operation to fix um, these hernias. And uh, this was a, a time for me where I realized that I was gripped with fear and anxiety. And I was fearful because of this clear and present danger. Like, somebody is about to cut open my body, and who knows what could happen in this operation. And then, also, I was anxious because I was letting my mind run away with all kinds of things that could happen. The thing with anxiety is that often what happens is that anxiety grows in us when we fuel it with things that aren't very helpful. And so here's a few things that um, were fueled in me in the build-up to my operation. I spent time reading up about the operation. Anybody kind of ever allowed themselves to go reading things on the internet, and who knows how quickly you get to weird and wacky things on the internet, right? The amount of times I've diagnosed myself with something because, like, Jackie and Wigan had a similar symptom, and suddenly I've got the same thing. Like, it just happens, right? Um, I even, here's the thing, I even watched somebody having the same operation on YouTube. Like the wonders of technology. Like I watched somebody having this hernia operation on YouTube. Thankfully, it went well. But um, I found myself as well in a conversation with a few people, well, two people, two specific people who won't be named, a couple of days before my operation, who felt the need to share horror stories that they had heard about operations. That increased the anxiety in me. Um, I spent the few days before the operation just getting things in order. Like, I just did. I processed my finances. I made sure that Ruth knew where to find everything. Now, that's probably, like, just a wise and sensible thing to do. But I know that I did that because it was rooted out of fear and anxiety. And then my favorite moment in the build-up was when I met with the surgeon and the anesthetist on the day. And they came into my room both separate times. Why they couldn't do it together, I don't know. And they went through the risks of this operation. And then they said, oh, and we just need to let you know about the chance of death. Fear and anxiety was building up within me. Now, I imagine I'm probably not on my own in ha ever having felt these emotions. Um, but 
In fact, one thing I should say is that fear and anxiety was waiting for me after the operation. It went well, but then Lois kindly picked me up. And uh, her driving was interesting, considering the fragile state that my body was in. And then there was the laxatives, but we won't go there. If you've ever had an operation, you'll know what I mean by that one. But fear and anxiety, like, it can cripple us, can't it? As it grows within us. But here's a truth that I think I have learned in my life over time, which is that fear focuses our attention on the immediate. Anxiety focuses our attention on what is unknown. But faith fixes our attention on what is certain. And so think about the tiger again for a moment. I realize how unhelpful that analogy was, but just think about it for a moment. Like the fear is that immediate danger in front of you. The anxiety is what is unknown when you go to Delamere and you think, what if that tiger jumps out in front of me? But then there's this third element that can come against and help us when we're feeling fear and anxiety, which is faith, which fixes our attention on what is certain. And as we've looked throughout this series, we've looked to Jesus. And I want to just read this story with us all today. It's from Mark chapter 4. And how I think this is a helpful thing. um, And an example from the life of Jesus and from the disciples. Real people like you and me who experienced um, fear and anxiety. And it says this. It's in the New Testament in Mark. um, That's the name of the person that wrote down this account for us. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? We'll just pause it there for a moment. So here's the reason for the disciples to be fearful. There is a very clear and present danger. Like the boat is taking on water from this storm that has just appeared. They have every right, I think, to feel fearful. I've been on a boat ride in this same lake. And the thing that I can tell you is that the water is very deep. And when you're out in the middle, it's a long way to swim back if you have to. I think they've got every reason to be fearful. But Jesus, on the other hand, what's he doing? He's having a sleep. He's taking a nap. Now, either he hasn't noticed the storm yet, or he doesn't seem to think that it's something to be afraid of. Let's read on. It says, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped. And there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I kind of feel for the disciples in this moment. Like I'm almost willing one of them just to say to Jesus and express back to him exactly how I would have been feeling, which is like, of course we're afraid. Like it looks like we're going to sink. Like what else do you want us to feel right now? Were they wrong to be afraid? I don't think so. Did they respond to the fear in the way that they should, in the right way? Well, I think so, or at least I thought so at first reading, because it looks like they turned to Jesus, right? 
But then I realized they didn't wake Jesus up and ask him for help. They woke Jesus up and asked him why like, he's not scared by what's going on. And then we see that Jesus, he's telling them off for being overcome with fear and not having the faith to see what he could do in the face of this storm. And then let's just read this last verse. It says, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Notice how it says that the disciples were terrified after Jesus had calmed the storm. But their fear wasn't anymore towards the storm. It was towards Jesus as they realized his power over creation. Now, so many times I have heard this thing about being fearful of God and afraid of, of him. And it's kind of got me confused because I don't really think that that is like a relationship that sounds fun. But I think hopefully this maybe helps explain this, is helpful to me just to understand what it means here when it says the disciples were terrified. Because sometimes that word is translated as afraid. And I, it doesn't mean that they were afraid of Jesus in the same way that he was a danger to them. It doesn't mean that they were scared of him. It's more that they were beginning to realize that he was far, far more powerful than they had thought he was. There was a shift in their fear from the present danger towards a belief in the fact that Jesus is fully powerful over everything that they had been afraid of. And that today is this certainty that faith gives us. When we put our faith in Jesus, it focuses our attention on the certainty that he is more powerful than any fear that we might face and than anything that we might ever be worried about. And here's what we learn from the disciples. We learn that who or what you believe is most powerful will be master of your thoughts and your actions. And so oftentimes when we come into a place of fear and anxiety, it's because we're believing that that thing is more powerful than the God that we can know through Jesus. The disciples, as I said, like they were understandably afraid of this storm. But this is because they thought that the storm had all the power. But the miracle they witnessed helped them to see that Jesus is more powerful. Fear sometimes has a helpful place in our lives because fear helps us to realize that there is a danger that we maybe need to respond to. But when fear becomes crippling over our lives, we have let the sudden, terrible storm become more powerful than our belief of how powerful Jesus can be to change circumstances. And the same is true with anxiety. We can become so overcome with um, anxious thoughts and the unknown that we allow those thoughts to become more powerful than our faith in a God who has a track record of bringing peace and comfort in difficult times. A God who time and time again has performed miracle after miracle. But we all do it, right? We all experience fear and we all get worried about things in our lives. 
This is like a message that I think I've wrestled with more than any other message that I've ever shared in my life because I've found it really hard to think that the answer is just going to be as simple as saying faith. And I imagine that there will be people in the room and understandably so, like you've rolled your eyes at the thought of like faith is the answer to overcoming fear and anxiety. And I need you to know that I'm there with you as well. Like it just... It just sounds almost a bit cliche, right? But the truth is, like, we are a church, and we are a group of people who believe in Jesus. And we are a group of people who believe that he has the power to change our mentality, to change our circumstances. And so there are so many other helpful things that can help us when we are fearful and when we are anxious. Not enough time to go into them today. And we're going to go into them in a few weeks' time. And so I don't want you to leave today maybe as someone who experiences fear and anxiety in your life and think, well, that wasn't very helpful. I promise you there's more to come. But what I am saying today is that I think the Bible shows us that actually when we are feeling afraid and when we are feeling anxious, there is someone that we can turn to and put our faith in to help us. And his name is Jesus. And he is so, 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 so evident and waiting for us to turn to him in our times of fear and anxiety. He wants us to reach out to him in our times of fear and anxiety. But it's not easy to fuel your faith, is it, at times when you're in a place of fear and anxiety. And this isn't like a, um, it's not to kind of question anybody's faith today. It isn't that. It's not to bring any judgment today. If you experience fear and anxiety like me too. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. It's not to question your faith. It's simply today just an invitation An invitation just to get to know Jesus that bit more and to grow our faith in him together. Going back to that hospital room where I waited for my operation, I had a choice. I had a choice to make amidst my place of fear and anxiety. Either I let it overwhelm me Or maybe I just run, like literally ran out of that room and discharged myself. But I've always struggled with which way to put the gown on, so I think that would have been very awkward. Anybody else struggle with which way to put the gown on? Okay, just me. But like, or I could have done something, which is I could have fueled my faith. And as I said, it's not easy to fuel your faith when you're in the midst of fear and anxiety. It's not easy to shift your focus, but it's not impossible. And so what does that look like, practically speaking? And this is nothing groundbreaking today. And if you've been coming to church for a while, you'll have heard these things before. But how many of us know that when it comes to faith, it's the simple things that actually we need reminding of sometimes. It's those simple rhythms And here's what I needed to do. I needed to crowd out the fear and to take captive my thoughts. And there's a great verse in the New Testament written by a man called Paul. And uh, he says this. He says, we demolish arguments and every pretension 
that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And the thing with fear and anxiety is that fear and anxiety are rooted in things that are against the knowledge of God. Because the knowledge of God for us today is that we can be certain that he is our rescuer, that he is our healer, that he is with us and that he is for us. Those are the certainties that we need to take captive in our mind and remind ourselves of. And so very simply, there in that hospital bed, I just listened to, um, I listened to some music. I listened to these albums, actually, which are going to be in the blog as a recommendation, and they are called uh, Peace by Bethel. These albums are brilliant for when you're in a place of fear and anxiety because they've been scientifically proven to have been, I don't know, musically done in some way that helps to reduce your fear and anxiety. There's something in the science behind it. Read all up about it. But um, the great thing is that what that does is it just means that you're allowing yourself to have these words just sung over you that lift your faith and your attention off the immediate and off the unknown and put your faith and your attention on what is certain about who God is. And I just listened to um, the Dwell app, which again, I recommend it again. It's a brilliant app and it's just a way of listening to the Bible. And on the Dwell app, there was this playlist, which is called, I am feeling afraid. And so I listened to these verses again, just being spoken into me. And what happened is that faith just began to rise within me. Here's what's key. And I think this has been coming out throughout the whole series. My circumstance didn't change. The hernias didn't just magically seal themselves up. Now, miracles happen. <laughs> I believe in miracles, and sometimes our circumstances will change. But I suspect if I surveyed us all in this room today, I'd find that more often than not, our circumstances don't change. But what did change is my mentality changed. Because faith kicked in, in this certainty about who God is. And he replaced my fear with his peace and his comfort. Because fear focuses our attention on the immediate. Anxiety focuses our attention on what is unknown. But faith fixes our attention on what is certain. As I said before, like, in a way I make no apologies today that it's as simple as pointing us all today towards having faith. But in another way I apologize if you are hoping for something more. But like God's gift in life is that there are so many other things that can help us in our place of fear and anxiety. And maybe for you today, a really good starting point would be to talk to a counselor. Like a trained counselor who can help you to identify, you know, what it is that's causing that fear or that anxiety and can help you to bring some perspective. And I, as I say that, I appreciate that that's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do, but I would encourage us to do that today if you're in a place where anxiety has really taken a grip on you or fear. And, you know, there, there are other things like God's gift through medication and through doctors, like so many other things that we can do. But just for today, just wanted to point us today to this truth that faith fixes our attention on what is certain. Let's learn from that example of the disciples when they realized the certainty of who Jesus is 
and that he was more powerful than the fear and the anxiety that they faced and that they found this place of peace in place of their fear. Just invite the band back. Um, Something very practical is that when the blog goes out in about 20 minutes today, um, in the blog I've just put seven, uh, seven kind of verses, seven passages from the Bible that um, I would encourage you today, if you str- are struggling in your life right now with fear and with anxiety, I believe that these seven verses will just help build your faith. I believe that what they'll do is they'll point your focus and attention to who God is and how he wants to help you in our fear and our anxiety. And let me just, just very briefly as we finish, just speak these things over. Do you want to just stand? These are some of the truths that are in these verses. That God is our strength and he is our refuge. And he is always ready to help us in our times of trouble. Let that strengthen you today in your soul. That today we don't need to worry about anything. Instead, we can pray about everything. We can bring all of our worries before our God in heaven who hears us. Why? Because he is deeply concerned with our lives, with our feelings, with our emotions, with our anxieties. That God is our fortress protecting us from danger. That what we read is that time and time again, there have been many men and women just like us who have prayed to God and guess what? He has answered and he has freed people from all their fears. That our God in heaven surrounds us and he defends us. That he is our shelter. He is our place of safety. He is our God and we can trust in him. He will rescue us from every trap. Why? Because when we experience his love, we're told that his love has no fear and that his perfect love expels all fear. Amen.